Amen. Welcome to Orchardville Church. This is your first time here. We want to welcome you. We're glad you're here with us. Thank you, Lord. You know, the mission statement for Orchardville Church for years has been to reach, teach, and serve. That is the mission statement for Orchardville Church. And today I want to talk to you about reaching others and the importance of reaching others. If you've got your Bibles, you go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 5.16. 2 Corinthians 5.16. I'm going to be reading now the New Living Translation. 2 Corinthians 5.16. I'm going to read a little bit down to verse 21. And this is so powerful and so important. Reaching others. 2 Corinthians 5.16, it says... So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Now notice this is just another example that we see in the Word of God where where the Scriptures tells us how we should look at things, not necessarily that we all look at them like that already, okay? Uh, Another, so it says here that we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. So in other words, we don't evaluate people by how they look or how they act. And you know, many of us do. We struggle against that, right? We struggle against that, not evaluating somebody how they look. So this is just one of the examples that shows us that the scriptures tells us the mindset we should have. Another example of that, the scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. Do we all have the mind of Christ? No, we don't. But that mind of Christ is available to us. And as we receive the word, as we read the word, as we study the word of God, the mind of Christ comes into our mind. The the, the thoughts of Christ, the word of God. And that's why also Romans 12, 2, it tells us to renew our mind that we may prove the will of God, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So we are to renew our mind, and if we renew our mind, then we will have the mind of Christ, okay? And it's the same way with this this scripture right here. It says, so that we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And then it goes on, and I'm going to go ahead and read this, and it'll tell us why we shouldn't do that. It says, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Praise God, if you're a born-again child of God, you don't think of him like that anymore. It goes on how differently we know him now. This means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Verse 18, and all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciling people to himself. Notice that. He has given us a task. If you are a born-again child of God, God has given us a task. Verse 19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. 
Verse 21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you this morning and we praise you this morning. And Father, I just pray, Father, that these words that are spoken, your scriptures that are spoken today, that they can pierce the hearts and minds of the congregation here today. And Father, if there's anyone here today that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if their sins have not been washed away by his shed blood, that they would make that decision today. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Like I said, for many years now, the mission statement of Worksville Church has been to reach, teach, and serve. And you know, and this is not just a clever arrangement of words, but it's literally a biblical explanation of what God has called us to do. And that is to reach, teach, and serve. We are to reach the unsaved. We are to teach the believers and we are to serve others, right? That's what, that's what God has called us to do. And it's all about reaching others. If you were to ask what's Orchardville Church's primary focus, I would say it's reaching others. All the way from the young people that we'll have at the three different church camps. I don't know I was going to get a number on that before, but I don't know. I think we have the... Uh, capacity to hold what 75 or 78 or something like that at each camp now and we'll have three different camps so you can do the math you know a possibility of 300 and some kids we have a, a, a opportunity to affect their lives not counting the vacation bible school that we will have not counting the midweek services that we have not counting all the other things that we have going on they are all opportunities to reach others every one of them this car this cruising that we're having next sunday don't get don't get this turned around it's not so we can all get together and show off show off our cars that is not what it's about it is an opportunity for you to invite your friends with like passions and like hobbies and invite them to church so that they might hear a message that they've never heard before. That they might hear something that will tweak their heart, that will get them in the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to their heart that their life could be changed. So don't even think this cruise in is just something that we thought up just to entertain. No, it is a tool. It is something that, that, that just gives us an opportunity to invite people and let them know they don't all know about church. They don't know what church is like. They don't know about the love of God, about the love of man for them. So we, we got to keep it straight. We got we to keep everything in focus, and that focus is reaching others. The same way with the fellowship hall. Fellowship hall slash gymnasium slash camp, camp, uh, kitchen, whatever you, you want to call it. Don't get, the, don't get that turned around. It's, it sure is going to be a, a place to have fun and to feed the kids and, and, and it's going to be a great asset to the, to the camp and to the church, but it's just a tool. 
It's just a tool to get non-believers in so that we can reach out to them and share the love of God with them. Let's not, even this air conditioning that you feel right now feels pretty good, don't it? It's just a tool is all it is. Would you be here this morning if we, if we didn't have air conditioning? Would you? Whoa, hey, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But it's all about reaching out to others. It's not about us being comfortable as a body of Christ. Sure, we want to be comfortable. Sure, we want to have padded seats, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is to reach out to others. Reach out to ones that don't know Christ. Reach out to the ones that are hurting. Glory to God. Oh, but see, it's not just Orchardville staff that reaches out. We reach out. Of course we do. But it's not just Orchardville staff. I want to give you some examples. Josh and Jenny Kuntz, they served in Adventureland for like 13 years. Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody do that? That's crazy. Adventureland, right? These little ones, right? Why would anybody do that? I don't understand. (laughs) I'll just tell you, I don't understand. And I love the little kids, but I love for them to be at the playground and maybe, you know, come in here once in a while and then go back to the playground again. (laughs) Oh, not really. You you know, we, we, we love kids. The reason they've done that is to reach others. They've done that so that young moms and dads could come in here and have an hour in the presence of God, unhindered, not having to worry about their kids. There is no telling how many hundreds of young parents have been able to come in here and enjoy the presence of God because of Adventureland. Amen. 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 Jody Greenwald and Angie Kelly have been serving at a shelter in Mount Vernon for over a year and a half. Why do they do that? To reach others, that's why. Karen Wason and Linda Butcher, they've been faithfully attending and serving Orchardville Church for over 34 years. That's a long time. That's a long time to be married, let alone attend the same church. How long we been married, Chris? 34 years, I thought so. <laughs> Guys, in case you didn't pick up on that, that's how you get a couple of brownie points right there. 30. <laughs> but they have served at this church. They have attended this church for 34 years. Can you imagine the lives that they have had the opportunity to affect? Can you imagine the individuals that they have been able to reach and have an influence on? We have Sunday school teachers, we got nursery workers, we got greeters, ushers, children church workers, first impression teams, and so many volunteers, I can't even tell you about all of them. And it's all to reach others. That's what it's all about. If you used to walk in Orchardville Church, come in the front doors. If they didn't recognize you, the First Impressions team, if they don't recognize you or, or, or you know, if you just come in, if you're a first-time guest here, they will single you out. 
You know you got people watching you? Oh, you do. They will single you out and they will come up and ask you if this is your first time here or not. And if it is, and if you've got children, they will take you back and show you where the kids are. And if they have time, they'll show you around and they'll explain things. They'll answer your questions and stuff like that. We do that every, every Sunday. Every Sunday we have people doing that. Why? To reach others. We want to make their experience the best we can make it. The best that we can make it. Reaching others is our primary focus. I ask you today to help us reach others. Help us reach the lost. Help us teach you. You know, if you don't, if uh, coming up, we got Sunday school classes, we'll be coming up and we'll be starting Wednesday night programs again. If you don't have a place that you are getting taught at Orchardville Church, I ask you to sign up for one of those. Start attending the Wednesday night. We're going to revamp Wednesday night when we start up again in August. We're going to revamp that and, and hopefully we'll make it better. But help us teach you. And then... Help us serve each other. If you don't have a place to serve, we always have positions for people that we need people to plug in. We always have places that we need more people to help. And no, you don't have to help every Sunday. We try to keep it on a every six week or every eight week rotation. We don't want to wear you out, but we do want you to get in the habit of serving others. There's something that changes inside of a person when we serve others. There's something changes. All of a sudden, it changes from being about me, 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 to about the mind of Christ and serving others. When you, when you realize that, that where you're serving at, it's making a difference in people's lives it changes us on the inside. It changes us. Now think about this for a minute. When we reach out to others, we are placing other people's worth above our own insecurities. Our own doubts. Our own fears of asking, fears of inviting, fears of sharing. We're placing their worth above our own shortcomings. And see, when we do that, that gets God's attention. When we do that, God knows they are stepping out in faith. He knows that. See, that's why we don't have to have it all figured out. That's why we don't have to have all the words just in, in, arranged in a certain order. Because when we step out and put their worth above our insecurities and our shortcomings, that's when God shows up. That's when he moves in. Then that's when everything changes. When we put their worth above our failures, above our own agendas, and we put God's agenda above our fears, everything changes. You see, when we see worth in others, God sees worth in us. When we honor others and share with them, God honors us. He sees worth, he sees value in us, and he sees value in them, no matter what they look like. No matter what they act like. See, here's the difference between man and God. 
Okay, if I was to have one of you come up here, and I won't this morning, although I should, I would explain to you what I see and what we read in 2 Corinthians a moment ago. I would explain to you what I see in the natural, okay? But see, God doesn't see that. God doesn't see in the natural, of course he sees it, but that's not what he's focused on. What God sees is the gifts and the talents that he has placed inside of them, and then he sees the end result of them walking with him and using those gifts and talents with him. So when you was all messed up, Before you got saved. When you was all messed up, the scripture says that he loved us. Even when we was in our sin, he still loved us. But God seen you in a way where he seen your gifts and your talents. And he seen you walking with him and becoming a child of him, obedient and following him. And see, that's the way God sees everybody else that he sends us to. He sees them washed in the blood of Christ. He sees them walking out and obeying him and doing the things that he called us to do. And that's why we must reach others. When we get out of our comfort zone for God, that's when God will do things in our life like never before. If you will step out for God, God will be more active in your life than you can ever imagine. It's true. It's true. You know, I know some of you are probably thinking, yeah, yeah, Rob, I've been a Christian a long time and it's the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. I got one thing to tell you. You are not following God very close. That's right. You are not following God very close. Because if you will share your faith, it'll be one of the most exciting and rewarding things you've ever done in your life. Amen. Amen. It's true. It's true. If you will follow God, if you will love your wife, I'll probably get in trouble for this. If you will, if you will love your wife the way God tells you to love your wife, your marriage will be better than it's ever been. And guess what? So will your love life. Can you believe I said that, Chris? Oh, well. If you will give the way God tells you to give, God will move heaven and earth to bless your family. I'm going to say it again. God will move heaven and earth to bring his blessings upon you. Now, you have heard me preach long enough to know it's not all about finances, but the most important things in life. Of course, finances are important, especially at the end of every month, right? They're important. Sure they are. Well, about love. That comes from the heaven. That's more important. What about grace? What about mercy? What about all the things that come from heaven because we're obedient to God? Those are the important things. Those are the things that God will pour out upon us. You know, some think, some think that, well, we just need to get into the deeper things of God. Some think, well, if we just don't have a, have a move of the Holy Ghost, you know, we're missing out. We're missing out. Well, let me tell you. You cannot get any deeper with God when you're reaching out to others. That's as deep as it gets. Because Jesus came for others, the apostles were called for others, and we are here to serve others. 
It's true. It's true. Now, if you really want to see a move of the Holy Ghost, I do. Just, just to get it straight. I want, I, want to see the, I want to see a move of the Holy Spirit. But here's what has to happen. I assure you, if you will fill this place with unbelievers, God will move among this place. And he will touch their lives. And he will change their lives like never before. What are we going? We've already got the Holy Ghost. And we just sit around and enjoy the presence of the Holy Ghost. You want to see God move? Fill this place with unbelievers. Then you'll see him move with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the important thing, or another important thing. These are all important. You know, many of us, many people believe that, well, they don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about church. They don't, they don't want to do, they don't, my friends aren't like that. I've heard that before. My friends just aren't into that. That is not your call. It's not your decision to decide who is in and who is out. We're not Calvinist. We're not into, oh yeah, well they, oh they, they, they've got it. They look dressed, they're all dressed up. They must be in. They're going to be one of us. We better go witness to them. No, no, no. You cannot, it is not your decision to decide who is in and who is out. We are to go and we are to share and invite and then God deals with them and they make up their own mind. We have no right making up their minds for them. Let me share another one with you. If we see individuals and we, and, and we don't share with them because of their appearance or because of, of what we see or because of what we heard or because of what they do or whatever the case may be, and if we don't share with them, you know what we're saying? We're saying, God, you are not powerful enough to save that one. God, you can save all of these other people, but I bet you can't save that one. Isn't that right? That's what we're saying. Well, you know what? If we look in, in, in Romans 1.16, it says that the gospel, the words of Jesus Christ, the message of Jesus Christ, salvation message of Jesus Christ is the power of God. It's not the power of Rob, or it's not the power of Orchardville Church, but it is the power of God. And God is all-powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for stirring inside of us this message of reach, teach, and serve. And we can reach out to others and help them up. And raise them up so where they could become a child of yours. You see, this message is so powerful. It has been working in individuals' lives for over 2,000 years. All around the world. And it's still working today. Don't, don't tell me you don't think so-and-so's interested in the gospel. 
when that's what it's all about, is the gospel. All around the world for over 2,000 years, the same simple, powerful message about Jesus Christ paying for the sins of unbelievers has done more for this world, has have sustained this world for over 2,000 years. And the only time the church will be defeated is if we let that message die. If we let political correctness influence us, and if we allow political correctness, it forces us to keep our mouth shut, it intimidates us to keep our mouth shut, only then will we be defeated. Because the gospel message is the power of God. Reaching others is never easy. In fact, it can be a lot like work. It's difficult. But God has called us and every other believer to bring the lost back to God. We'll read 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 5.20 from the New American Standard. It says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Notice this. As though God was making a plea through us. A plea through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ be reconciled with God. All the way to begging? Are you serious? We're supposed to beg? You know, there's, there's other translations, other scripture says that we're to persuasively bring them the gospel message. Persuasively. Hopefully, hopefully next week I'll have a, another, uh, the rest of the story for you, not I guess, yeah, like Paul Harvey. I'll have the rest of the story for you. I've been witnessing to a, to a friend of mine. And uh, I take what it says to bring the gospel message persuasively. I take that literally. And basically, whatever it takes to get their time and them to be thinking about the things of God. And this is why. What would you do to save somebody from going to hell? Would you humble yourself? Would you, what would you do? Would you beg? I would. I would beg. You see, if we don't reach out to others, nobody else has gone to. Nobody else is gonna do it. If we don't love others, nobody else has gone to. If we don't save them from hell, nobody else has gone to. And don't give me that, oh, I've heard this a hundred times. Well, obviously you need to hear it 101. But reaching out to others is difficult. It can be difficult. We have to humble ourselves. We have to put God first. It takes faith to be a witness for Christ. It takes faith to share your faith. In Matthew 4, Jesus called two, two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew and James and John, and three out of these four men died horrific deaths. Horrific deaths. 
Peter was crucified on a cross, except he requested to be crucified upside down because he didn't consider himself worthy to be crucified like Jesus Christ. So he was crucified upside down. James was stoned and clubbed to death. Andrew uh, was crucified also. Only John, as, as far as I know, only John died a natural death. But that was also after, after he was, uh, he was they, they tried to boil him to death and he escaped and he survived. And after all of that, he died a natural death. <laughs> oh my. They did all that to reach others. They literally gave their lives to reach others. They literally committed their lives and their time and their livelihood to reach others. Jesus Christ died upon the cross to reach others. Several years ago, Pastor Mark Schell credited Wilford Musgrave, I don't know if Wilford's here this morning or not, credited Wilford Musgrave for sharing this story about William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army. He was a British Methodist preacher, uh, lived from 1829 to 1912. And like I said, he was a founder of the Salvation Army. And as the story goes, he was called to Chicago to, to bring a message and to preach to a large crowd of people. And when he, was, when he got to Chicago, he got sick. And he was unable to preach, but uh, the, the gatherers, the organizers of the group, they wanted his notes so that someone could preach them for him. So they went and they got the notes and they got somebody to preach the message. And, and when, the, when the gentleman got up to preach the message, he opens up the envelope and he sees, the, he sees one word from this great preacher. He sees one word that, that people had come from miles around to hear him, to hear him preach. And they, he sees one word, and that word is others. And there's probably nothing that sums up the gospel message like the word others and reaching others. And I encourage you today, I ask you today, with all authority that comes from the word of God, that we have to reach and touch others. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you today. We thank you, Father, for moving in this place we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that moves and strengthens us and helps us and encourages us and fights on our behalf. We thank you for all of these things, Father. Father, right now, Father, I just lift up the congregation to you, Father. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you will move upon their hearts and let them have a commitment to reach and serve others. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone 
at area code 618-835-2677.